0: Welcome to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I'm one of your hosts, Anna, and I'm here with my two book besties, Christina and Kim.
1: Hey, Hi! everyone. Hey.
0: We are really excited about tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, it is National Women's History Month, and we have been pretty active on our social media pages promoting lots of various female authors and um, the books that they write yes. and the worlds they create. And we decided to do a special episode this week where we are featuring a few female authors and um, we're really excited about it because we actually, it's a spoiler-free episode, which will be interesting to do. Yeah, um, we're going to try we, our,
2: our darndest. We sure are. We really Sometimes are. we get a little passionate, but we are going to rein that in. We will rein the passion in. Reign <laughs> the spoiler passion in, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's
0: definitely going to be tricky especially because we purposefully each chose a book that none of the other two have read yet yeah. so yes. we're really kind of doing like, like a little review of the book um, to kind of get everyone excited mm-hmm. as well as talk about the authors and Yay. just these amazing characters and stories that they've created. So yeah good. we had
2: originally planned on discussing our favorite female authors but then when we actually sat down to make that list it was just <laughs> so like, massive
0: we had like 10 to 12 authors and we were like oh. well we really want this to be a shorter episode yeah and now this is like four hours
2: <laughs> yeah we would have added more and more we just like we would have we would have been here for days so um so we decided to go another direction and each pick a book that the other ones haven't read by a great female author um and of course you know we would be remiss if we're talking about female authors in general to not mention you know, our queen Sarah J. Maas or Jennifer Mm. Armentrout or Cassandra Clare or Leah Bardugo. Danielle Jensen. Danielle Jensen. Mm. Just like all of these amazing, amazing women. Um, But when it comes to a lot of those incredible women, we either have recently done episodes on one of their books or we are planning to do them in the near future. So instead, we kind of want to take this time to talk about, you know, some authors and some books we haven't gotten to talk about yet that really inspired us and you know take the time to elevate the voices of those really incredible female authors that really left their mark on us with their stories um and really use this time for that um okay should we get started yes let's do it
1: i'm so excited i'm so excited excited
2: too um okay oh do i start i've started yeah yeah christina you're up okay 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 so, oh, oh guys, I'm so excited. Okay, so um, the book I have brought is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adiyami, And it is truly amazing. You guys are going to love it. I can't even, I like, I'm, I'm smiling so big as I'm telling, like looking at you while <laughs> telling you this. I'm just so excited. I've already bought it. it.
0: I have it on my Kindle ready to go because you've been oh, raving yeah, about it. it.
2: <laughs> okay. So, okay. So it's the first in a trilogy. This came out in 2018. And then the okay. second book, um, the sequel is called Children of Virtue and Vengeance that came out in 2019. And then the okay. third book is slated to come out this year um and Yay. yes and it's already gonna be a movie so what get ready for really that. what yes yeah it's already the fir- after the first book she signed a movie deal for the trilogy yeah
0: oh my gosh um,
2: wow. yeah well, now i have also, to read it yes also tomi incredible when the first book came out she was 24 are you serious yes what she was 24 oh
0: and that's some like that's like a dell shit that really is. yeah
2: when the book. Came out, and she immediately became New York Times bestseller, and she's just incredible. Um, so, okay, so she is a Nigerian-American author, um, and she said that the fantasy world that the book is set in is directly inspired by her West African heritage, which is really cool. And she mm-hmm. tells the story uh, on Jimmy Fallon, her interview <laughs> on Jimmy Fallon, she told the story about how she was in Brazil studying Western African mythology, and she was in this gift shop because it was raining and she couldn't get her hair wet. And so she was trying to like look like she was interested, like she was gonna buy something, so they wouldn't like think <laughs> it's weird. She was just like hanging out in this gift shop. And she found this or saw this poster um of the Orisha, which are these African gods and goddesses, and it just blew her away and she saw herself in this picture, in this poster, and she said something to the effect of like, I just never imagined black and African like gods and goddesses and it just like blew her mind and she was just so inspired by it and this story just like kind of exploded from there um so okay our lead's name is uh and she is this badass amazing just like fierce warrior girl who also just has this really good heart so in this world the magi are the magic wielders and their children are called diviners and If you're a child of magi and you get the magic, then you're a diviner. Mm -hmm. Um, And not all the kids get it. Mm. Like her brother, for instance, does not have magic. But then you have to go through this training and like this rite of passage as a diviner. And then you become a magi. Now, the big bad evil in the book is the king. Mm -hmm. Big bad evil king. Big bad evil king. (laughs) So big bad evil king uh, wipes out magic.
0: Oh, so it's like a little throne of glass thing. I was about to... Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, all right, I'm right. digging this.
2: So, yes. So he wipes out magic, he kills the Magi, and everyone left with magic, he takes their magic away. Oh. And so that's called the raid, When the, they refer to it as the raid, when the king takes all the magic, kills the Magi. And when the raid happened, Xaeli's mother was killed, really brutally and awfully in front of her, and her magic was taken. So... Oh. It's also really interesting the way they do the raid because I feel like in books like this, typically the big thing, the big, um, big event that has caused the obsessive state that we're in is so far in the past that the lead doesn't remember it happening. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Oh, this is what life is. And she directly remembers it. She was a child, but she, it's still like emotional trauma for her. Like she lived it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes okay we open the book with Zaylee. she's dealing with that grief uh, still so many years later but she's still training and learning the ways of the magi and everything um then through a sequence of events she becomes friends with the crown princess and she's amazing and her name is amari so she is our other female lead amari and she's the princess
0: she's the daughter
2: of the uh, the big bad king yeah. yes hmm, so interesting they become friends and Pretty much then our, our big plot is Zaylee and Amari, the princess, and Zaylee's brother, Zane, go on a journey and a quest to restore magic to their people. And oh. then throughout this, through also a sequence of events, the uh, prince, so Amari's brother, brother Inan, pursues them on their journey, then gets mixed up in the, in the group. So pretty much the story is the four of them going on mm. this adventure through this beautiful world. And it's just so much fun getting to know these characters. And especially the two female leads are so well done and they're very different. Like at the beginning, they really don't even get along. And then you see them both grow and grow learn from each other and their friendship grows and it's just this beautiful arc separately and together and it's just it's really really great beautiful strong female friendship writing I love that um yes also there's some enemies to lovers not gonna tell you who but there's loving enemies to lovers love me some <laughs> um, but everything mm-hmm. just like the magic system is different and everything just like kind of feels new and fresh and exciting and there's just like these beautiful depths, the characters and the world. And like, we're riding through the jungle on this big, huge lion. And then like, she's doing all of this while also making really powerful and important statements and commentary on racism and police brutality and oppression. Like she is. Wow. So it's really, really just so well done. And when you read it, you have to read her author's note at the end. It's like this beautiful call to action. And it's it's really, really beautiful. So loved it. Loved the message. Loved the characters. Highly recommend it. Children of Blood and
1: Bone, Tomi Adiyami.
0: Oh, that sounds you really... love that. Yes. I'm glad I bought it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna go buy it now. And exactly. I love that the third one is coming out. Like, I love that it's yes, going to be done it's this year, so we don't have to wait. Yeah, I just kind of focused on the
2: first book, but now you can start it, and then yeah, by the exactly. Time yeah, exactly. Because
1: I hate when like you want to start a series, but you're like, oh, the first one, like, well, which will be a good segue into mine. But like, I don't hate <laughs> it, but I'm like, no, now I have to wait because I want to know. know what's going on. I know. Um. Yes. Okay. So Kim, tell us about yeah. your book. Yay. All right, Kim, you're turn. Okay. You're up. Yay. Bring it. So I read Legendborn by Tracy Dion. And Mm. you guys, it is absolutely amazing. I devoured this book. I read it in like two sittings and I got food poisoning in between. And you know, a book is amazing when I was laying there like, Puking my guts up and wondering like <laughs> what's happening with Bree? Oh, poor <laughs> you, <Sam."> <laughs> <laughs> I know it was it awful. Um, but
2: but true true sign of a good book really. Mm-hmm. I powered you know.
1: through. Um, that is a testament. It truly is. Like I yeah. loved this book so much. I'm so happy I read it. It it is incredible. So the story follows Bree. She is 16 years old and her mother just tragically died in a car accident. And Mm -hmm. she is obviously really struggling with that. And this book deals so much with grief and loss and the trauma that happens when you lose a loved one. And it was handled so beautifully and so wonderfully. And the quotes from this book about grief and love and loss alone are some of the most beautiful things I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I did not expect to get this kind of emotional like I don't want to say depth in a negative way but you know what I mean yeah. like you don't go into Y fantasy thinking like I'm gonna have like a mini therapy session about like grief right. and loss and love sure. and race and just this it was such a it's the the messages in this book were were incredible so bigger picture is this story is essentially a loose retelling of king arthur and his knights of the round table combined with something called what tracy calls root craft which is steeped in southern folk traditions and i'll I'll touch more on that in a minute but that's so cool yeah Yeah. so tracy dion has been a fan of king arthur for years and She wrote in the back about how she loves that there's like no one text that tells like the true story because everyone's just kind of taken away. Oh, that's and so true. Their own. Like there's no mm-hmm. one I never thought about thing. that. And she was yeah. like, So I just kind of hope that Legendborn can be like another piece to King oh, Arthur's story. Oh that's story. really neat. And I love that. She was like, I'm obsessed with King Arthur. Um, and I wanted to do a story about it. but the way she weaves the southern folk traditions and this beautiful story about this girl who lost her mother so young yeah. and so tragically and how she's grieving and dealing with that or or not dealing with it at first. Um, so yeah. Bree decides to enroll in a residential program for high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill. and she kind is of this
2: sorry is this current like it's
1: it's, it's like a, yeah current day okay yeah, okay yeah okay. current day with like you know magic sure um right right yeah. as as one, as does. one does yeah, <laughs> yeah. so brie shows up at the school she's she's angry she's grieving um and the first night they go cliff dive she doesn't go but they they go cliff diving so basically she witnesses like a magical attack her very first night <clears> there <throat> And she has no idea what's going on. And it's like a flying demon. And she learns about this secret society on campus, which UNC Chapel <gasps> Hill actually does have secret societies. Oh, do they? And so oh. yeah. So Tracy like kind of made a play on that, but obviously like this secret society, it was like hit hiding in plain sight Mm-mm. because it's actually it's it's actually like the Knights of the round table. Oh, oh that's, that's so cool. That's, oh, that's so cool. And they're called That's really um, cool. Yeah. So like everyone knows about the secret societies in real life and in the book, but like they're parading as a secret society, but they're actually like (laughs) magical. They're called legend. They're called legend born. So in this book, shadow borns are what they call demons uh, and legend borns are the knights that are pledged Ah. to, they pledge an oath to protect Humans, which they call once-borns because they only live once. Oh. YOLO. <laughs> um <laughs> they are pledged to protect them from these demons. And so this this yes. society's called Legendborns. There's also so Merlin. So there's a there's Merlin. Oh, is there a Merlin? Oh. Book. There's Merlin. Is his name Merlin? And they No, they're they're like it's like a category okay. of people. So there's uh. Merlin's who are um like, they're, it's like he's a mage, and he calls himself a Merlin, and they are essentially, um, they have magic. They create what's called ether, uh, and they can, like, take it from the air and the ground and the elements around them and do magic with it, and that's how they help cool. kill demons. They kind of, like, hunt demons that way, and they work with the Legendborn. They kind of, they're all in this society together. Um, so she sees this attack, and this Merlin tries to wipe her memory, but it doesn't work on her, and she remembers. Ooh. And she remembers—this is—none of this is a spoiler. So the night that her mother died, she remembers someone at the hospital trying to wipe her memory away.
2: <gasps>
1: and she what? has, like, a, a hint of it, and she's like, wait a minute, I don't remember this. Like, I don't remember this happening at the hospital. Yeah. Why am I remembering it now? just like a little bit and a little <gasps> bit unlocked <laughs> to where she's like these people have something to do with my mother's death mm. yes. so she decides to infiltrate That's this so cool. secret society and find out what the heck is going on and what they have to do with her mother's death because a merlin was at the hospital yeah and tried to wipe her and her dad's memory of what happened to her mom wow so she meets this guy who was in the secret society but like is out of it now and wants nothing to do with it. And she basically forces him to sponsor her to be in this tournament of okay. the hierarchy of the of the system. It, you guys know I, I'm a slut for some good world building,
2: and <laughs> oh, I know you are, girl.
1: Book like the the structure of the society and there's pages and squires and everything. Yes, so it's like a magical competition. And whoever wins gets to be, like, the right-hand man to um, the heirs of the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the premise of the whole story. She's trying to figure out what is going on with her mom. She wants to get revenge. She wants to figure out what happened. And she thinks that this society is the way to do it. And along the way, she gets swept up in way more than she bargained for. And she starts learning more about the society. I love it. But she also... um, meets up with a woman. Her, her dad sets up a therapy, therapy sessions with her to help work through her grief with her mom. And this woman practices root craft, which is actually a real thing. Um, so Tracy said, I took inspiration from African-American history and spiritual traditions. In particular, I focused on root work, also known as hoodoo or conjure, Root work was developed by enslaved Africans and their descendants under American slavery. And it can be traced from its historic origins to very practices in present day African-American communities. So it is a real thing, um, which I did not know. I thought she made it yeah. up, but it's oh, wow. cool. so there's a side part going on about Brie um, connecting with her ancestors. And yeah, it was so interesting. This, this university is set in the South and the juxtaposition of Brie being um, She's a, a young black woman and standing on this campus, uh, there is a graveyard of black slaves that is like, they're all mm-hmm. unmarked and there's no mm-hmm. stones or anything. And it's a real yeah. place. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, uh, because for me and many other black people in the South, it feels as if the very soil that helped grow this country is soaked with the acknowledged and unacknowledged blood, sweat and tears of enslaved Africans and their descendants. And in truth it is. So that's one of the reasons oh, wow, why yeah. she um chose to use the term root when speaking about root craft mm. because she says that it's different uh. for um different African American communities will call it different things. And so she chose that because truly she feels like the roots of this country were built by slaves oh, wow. yeah. and so brie yeah. has that acknowledgement too that she's walking on ground that was built by her ancestors yeah. and it is just the way that that tracy dion waves all of weaves all of this together is so incredible and the diversity in this book brie is is uh, is black her best friend is taiwanese american and is um a lesbian. There's also a non binary character. There's multiple bi and gay characters. And it is just it's so natural. It's so organic. It's so beautiful, just as it should yeah. be. It's so it's so wonderful, you guys. Um oh, I I know. I I'm really excited. That- oh there's, like, a little love is there a, interest moment. I was going to ask, is there a romance there situation? Is, there is, okay, okay. And it's You know I need cute. a romance oh, girl. It is. Um, yeah. The romance is not, like, it's it's no A Quarter no, of Silver. Fans, I just need a hint you know of me? one. I just need but one. I just need it there somewhere in the... It's emotionally there, and there's also, like, yeah, a bad boy a character that, like, Bree's, like, Ooh. has a very complicated relationship with that I'm seeing oh. something. I don't know, but... <laughs> It could be there, could, could be, be there. there, but I cannot recommend this book enough. It oh, i so to read it. it. It has gotten a lot of hype, but I truly feel like it deserves It deserves more. it. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I'll shut up about it now, but, like, you must read it. Oh, oh I'm must. so excited. Oh, I am,
2: I'm in. I am going to read it. TBR, you know, I know, TBR. Top, done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, all right, Anna. Okay, Anna. Okay. Hit us with it.
0: So, I am so excited to talk about this book. I Okay. So I chose the Imperium trilogy by Claire Legrand. I'm only going to talk about the first book, Theory Born. I've read all three. Um her they're all out obviously. The third one came out. Um I think it came out in this this past October. Um so you both know that I'm very hard to like surprise in books.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. I've the we, second we are, we are book.
2: Aware. Yeah. You know everything books ahead.
0: I'm Sherlock Holmes when it comes to books a <laughs> hundred yes that is so true but this one surprised me and i was oh. like
2: oh you
0: little trickster claire <laughs> didn't oh. see that coming you, you tricky tricky trick, tricky. tricky if i didn't want to read it before
1: i truly that is high praise from anna because Very i high praise. never yeah. heard such a thing
0: <laughs> um no so i'm really excited to talk about this book um so a little uh you know just kind of backstory on Claire or where she came up with this idea. Um, I was listening to a few interviews and apparently she was 18 years old when she came up with the idea. And she said she was sitting on a plane, which is so weird because this is like Sarah J Maas talking about Crescent City, too. Totally. So she said she was listening to um, Lord of the Rings and she said she just had this vision of the main character of this girl whose her name is Riel. And she had the vision of who Riel is at the end of the third book. And Oh wow. Yeah. And she was like, so then it was almost like working backwards. I started asking myself all these questions, like who is this person and what is she doing? And why does she behave this way? And and she said that kind of ended up being the format for the book. Because you mm-hmm. open the first book in the prologue. So this is not giving anything away but in the prologue riel is giving birth to her daughter and it yeah oh, wow. and so you know that she has this daughter and there is yeah. a little boy simon in it and there is destruction it's like war war torn and riel has all this power and she's a danger basically kind of to everyone and she's trying to protect the baby and she tells mm-hmm. simon to take the baby to this um other kingdom and so it starts that way with simon
2: wait sorry this is (laughs)
0: on the (laughs) prolog it's like it's like crazy which i love because it's it's one of those books where like it just grabs you right away and you're like what is going on and then when the Mm -hmm. book actually starts with chapter one it's Riel. it might be just like a year earlier and everything is so different she's just this girl it's a really interesting um different type of fantasy book because it spans over a thousand years. Every chapter alternates between Riel what? in this one world where it's, you know, kind of ambiguous. It's made up. It's not urban. It's not today. It's not current. And then you go a thousand years into the future. And it's almost like a dystopian fantasy world. And there's a young girl. Sold. I know. Sold. <laughs> that is so cool. It's, Sign it's me up. Hold on, it's bizarre.
2: What yeah. in
0: the future? Okay. Yes. So, so that it's kind. So it's like cool. one of those books where, like, you're reading, you're reading, you're reading a chapter. The chapter ends, and of course, the chapter ends on like kind of a cliffhanger. and You're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And you turn yeah. the page to read the next chapter, but wait, it's not about that character. We've jumped a thousand years into the future, and <sighs> now we're reading about a that whole new character.
1: So crazy. Yeah. So and of course, cool.
0: as you're reading it, you start to see tie-ins. Okay.
2: I was going to say, are uh, they connected? Of course. Are the connected? Diverse- okay. okay. In okay, this okay. world,
0: okay. there are magic wielders and there are seven elements that, you know, you can kind of, uh, that a magic wielder will identify strongly with like water, air, metal, earth, et cetera. And Riel is the only person in existence who can use all seven of the like elements. Oh wow. And she's kept it hidden. So she's yes, important. She's very important. And she's yeah. kept it hidden because her father was worried that, you know, she'd be ostracized or you know executed for her power because she's, you know, actually right. very powerful. Um right. and as I'm sure we can all see where that's going. Like, that's never a good idea to like suppress <laughs> your magic. <laughs> In any of these books. No, girl. Um, nothing, has, nothing bad has nothing ever Nothing bad happened. has ever happened when we suppress no. magic. No, um, no, no. And so, you know, Riel's power scares a lot of people because in the first, you know, in the beginning of the book, it's, it, it, it becomes apparent she's been hiding it for years and all of a sudden her magic, um, she has to use it to save all the a crown prince's life and their mm-hmm. best friends. And she saves his life and she uses a magic that people didn't know that she could Mm. use. And everyone freaks out because there's a prophecy. Mm. And the prophecy states that there's going to one day there will rise a sun queen and a blood queen. And as you can probably guess, like the sun queen is like, yay, we like her. And the blood queen is like death and destruction and Ooh. they don't know who riel I is love a good yeah. prophecy and they don't know who riel is love a good prophecy so riel's whole storyline is the kingdom has basically decided to put her through seven trials to test all seven elements of her magic and if she Ooh. can pass them then yay she's a sun queen and she gets anointed the sun queen if she fails she's the blood queen and she gets executed
2: <laughs> oh shit
0: yeah stakes high <laughs> girl right <laughs> So do real well in these stuff. Yeah, tests, exactly. Yeah, oh. yeah, It's a lot. It's there's a lot going on in this book, but it's, I gotta give Claire, the crap credit. Like, when you're reading it, it's it it makes sense, and her world building is just incredible because she takes her time, and because you kind of go chapter by chapter, alternating between Riel's world and then what the world is like a thousand years later it's her same yeah. world but a thousand that's, years later that is that's so and cool and it's that's so it's cool. really interesting because you're seeing what's happening in Riel's time period and when you jump a thousand years into the future it's like everything has gone to hell and it's dystopian basically it's like the dystopian yeah. Riel's world and you're seeing like what could happen if everything went wrong yeah and it's really cool but it goes back to like the prologue when she's sending her baby with simon and she tells simon who is a mark a descendant of an angel and a human and she says i need you to protect my baby you need to take her to this other kingdom simon is like um i think he's like eight years old and yeah and he's you know traumatized something happens and he tries to time walk with the baby to take her to this kingdom that the nearby kingdom and something goes wrong and the baby gets ripped from him and <gasps> the last thing that Riel gives to simon to, to like give to the baby is this little necklace with um a horse on it and when we <gasps> fast forward to a thousand years into the future <gasps> there's a girl and she has a necklace yeah, have a, on a it. horse on it. Ew. But she has another mother and she has a father and it's you're not sure where the horse pendant came from. Is she this daughter or is it something that has been passed down in her family? Like you're oh not quite nice. sure where we are. And it's oh, really really oh interesting and of course oh, within a few chapters <laughs> Simon in. shows up in this thousand-year future. <gasps> and it's like what? it's it is a trip, you guys. It's so fascinating to read. Yeah. And of course there's love interest, but, I mean, <laughs> yes. but it's but it's it's really it's a very action packed and um it's it's a it's really it's a very good read. I mean Claire Legrand has really created a, an incredible universe with some great characters.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, I cannot wait to read I it. I so, so excited
2: that you told us about this one because I I know me too I feel like I've seen this book around a lot and I really I guess I didn't really know what it was about I thought I maybe I did but this is just blowing my mind the whole thousand years ahead of time thing so I am so excited about this this is great
0: yeah same I really it was Um, it was a really fun read Highly highly recommend
2: highly recommend highly recommend highly recommend yes Um. Okay. So, should we talk about some of our favorite female heroines, female characters, female? Yeah. Let's talk about.
0: Let's talk about our favorite female characters.
2: Um. I mean, I feel like when we were making this list, I was really struck by the fact that you know these fictional women can be role models for us too. You know, even Mm -hmm. as fictional women, and and you know whether it's defeating some big bad evil king or just, you know, kind of being there for a friend in a really important moment, you know, light it up. Uh (laughs) or like, you know, just no matter what, it's like it's it's just so wonderful how these authors can create these female characters that inspire us and, you know, um really make the book, Mm. especially female friendships. Um Yes. So, okay, yeah, speaking of light it up though let's talk about crescent city Got okay it. okay so, so we have
0: to be really careful because guys kim's covering kim hers. has kim's never read hers. the book which which she would have this is partly christine and i we have told her to not read it now <laughs> until we all reread it together or christine yes, and i reread it with her well, i
1: want to wait till the second one comes out so i can read yeah. it like back to back it's really tricky yes. because
0: we have to be very careful when we say things and she has to be careful when she's on social media <laughs>
1: yes very yes. careful
2: I'm like that nope scrolling. <laughs> but this also helps us a little bit Kim because it would be really easy for me and Anna to just go off the rails, rails. here and talk about Bryce and Danica. So it's this helps us like hone it in, rein it in a little bit and and keep it spoiler free. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. Thank you. I'm like
0: actually tearing up. Like this <laughs> I love them so much. I have n- I don't think I've like I don't know that I have a female friendship that I love more. I the thirteen is very close for me because I just they are. I yes, mean that is my true. I love. can't the thirteen. I don't even. I we mean, we're not doing a spoiler oh my, episode, I, but I love the thirteen truly. Um, I love the how 13. could you not? Yeah, but Bryce and Danica, I think, I think I the reason I love them so much is because they are. She makes their friendship kind of the center through the entire story, and. It's not totally. like, it's not a love, in- I mean, of course there's a love interest in Crescent City, but that love interest isn't actually the love that is what's important to the whole book. It's this so, female bond and friendship and this best friends, like, you know, do or die ride what is it saying ride or die or die. are ride or die. ride or ride or do. The ride, ride or
2: do. Or do.
1: What's <laughs> happening?
0: Okay, sorry. Um it's that it's that ride or die love yeah. and I don't know. I just we sh- we would all be so lucky to have somebody like Bryce or Danica as our best friend.
2: I completely agree. And I think the way she writes it, it is very relatable and feels mm. very real.
0: I, th- it's like it's like from Grey's Anatomy when you have if you, you've ever read that book or, or sorry, if you ever read Grey's never, Anatomy? It's oh, like, like Grey's wait, Anatomy. It's book? No, it's it's like you know when Christina
2: and Meredith yes, are like she's yes. my person. Yes,
0: that's how this is. It's Bryce is Danica's person, and Danica is Bryce's person. And yes,
2: and it's beautiful.
0: They are friendship lobsters. If you watch Friends.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. That one I get. That one I get. It's really... it's Kim, I can't... You will, I like, you will see,
0: Kim. Kim, I... I mean, I know we talk about it. I feel like we're talking about it so much, so we just need to shut up about it.
2: Yeah, let's but, move on. Yeah. Um, okay, Guys, so... Guys, I cannot wait. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about. Let's what talk, what talk about the <gasps> 13.
1: My baby. Okay, babies. so the 13 well, is also difficult without spoilers. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's just like they're their bond and what they go through together and separately throughout the series is just, if you had told me that I would love the 13 based on the first scene that we meet them, I would be like,
2: (laughs) I'd be like, Like, no fucking
1: way. No fucking way.
2: Also, sorry for context. The 13 is from the throne of glass series by Sarah J. Mass. Um,
0: They're a coven of, they are a coven of
1: witches. Um, they're just badass. They're badass bitches. And they're like, they're scary awesome. They're yeah, they're terrifying.
2: And something I think that's really cool about the 13 is they are these like fierce, badass, like actually sometimes scary women. Yeah. Um, but they they are each other's constant in this mm-hmm. scary, mm-hmm. messy, yeah. evil world. And they are raised and Their lives are such where they are not supposed to show emotion. They don't have emotion. Sometimes they're, you know, and the uh, for a lot of them, a lot of thirteen, really, the only time we see emotion is when they are together, interacting with each other, and it's just such. It's like the most. I think maybe one of the most like true sisterhood. Mm. Yes. um, Like examples that they have
1: that they have with each other. Like the, I don't even know if love is the right word because like, again, like you said, they're, they're not super, they're not emotional beings,
2: but when we see it, it's so there, it's, it's almost but it's like so
1: there and it's really only the for loyalty. each other. Well, they're
2: and, it, like, and it, it just
0: goes back to like Sarah J. Mass's, you know, use of uh found family, you know, like they're yes, each other's yes. found family and they, they've yes, come they together are. and they've bonded in a way that's outside of the norm of their race so to speak
1: you know yes uh-huh. yeah. oh it's totally. beautiful it's it's so heartwarming i mean it just their their story arc is one All of my feels. absolute favorites
2: okay so since speaking of sarah J. i feel like you know badass female heroines we have to talk about aelin
0: aelin galathinius or, yes <laughs> Aylin.
2: oh i always say galathinius interesting. oh interesting i mean oh, I say galathinius yeah aelin ash river
0: galathinius I'm probably Such a wrong. Great oh, I say name. Ash River. Oh, yeah, interesting. I'm probably wrong.
2: Okay, so her, oh, gosh. something that strikes me about her that's just so, I, we could go on and on about her for a really long time, but I really her could. journey and her strength, the mm. thing she has been through, and the amount of badassery that she is, like, I mean, she's a famous assassin at 17. Like, she is a badass woman. Truly. So, I think the the amount of, of incredible strength and, uh, mm. you know... Her killing calm and all this stuff, but then oh, we also are allowed to see her like she loves clothes and she loves, <laughs> she loves fashion, like chocolate oh, cake, yeah, she and does. she loves reading and she loves these things. She loves where music, just, playing I the piano. Really, yeah, and I just I appreciate the fact that Sarah made her so multifaceted to where she's not just yes. this, yeah, this like what we would think of as a like strong badass woman. She also has layers that we relate to, like oh, you know that you every woman can kind of. Relate to and, and feel themselves. What Sarah
0: horrible. excels at is writing flawed leading ladies. Yes. I mean, Bryce, Farah, aelin and they all have deep flaws or, so, I mean, and, and usually something traumatic that's happened to them that's the catalyst uh-huh. for the way that they are. Um, but yet they're also so identifiable and relatable because of their flaws because it makes you mm-hmm. feel like they're human in a way even though they have might have extreme power or badassery or whatever I,
2: I also think something that's really uh I really love that all of her leading ladies ladies have been through some sort of trauma and that trauma does not make them less strong and that they mm. deal with the trauma they deal with their emotions and their grief and their it doesn't happen overnight and it is a slow journey sometimes yeah but that having those emotions and going through hard times does not make them not a strong woman. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. keep them from being a strong badassery woman. It's just a part of them that they're working through. But they can still be strong at the same time. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, okay, who else do we want to talk about? I, I want to
0: finish off with Daniel Johnson's Bridge Kingdom and oh, uh, her character, Lara. I love Lara. I love her. I love her so much. She is, she's different than the other characters
1: we've talked about She so far. is different, definitely. You know? Mm-hmm.
2: She has a, she is a badass woman, but she also is, she has this like fierce protectiveness and the sense of justice mm. and this like willingness to sacrifice herself for what she think is thinks is right. Mm.
1: Like she is, she is, um, she's acting for the good of something greater than herself
2: yeah like she
1: she very much the the conflict is that she's doing what she believes is her duty,
2: yeah, and she's willing to sacrifice her herself her her, her well-being for the cause her happiness, and, yeah yeah, and we see her she's being trained with her twelve half sisters as spies since she was a oh child. So the like,
1: beginning of that book, you guys yeah, that scene, I mean obviously I'm not going to say anything, but like this is another book. Similar to Furyborn, I think that just sucks you in right away, and Laura is put in a very difficult situation. That and opening she... scene is
2: like, what? oh my gosh, yeah. you don't, you're like,
0: Ideally. didn't see that coming? Okay, nope. you're like, wait, what did I just, what did, did I it just read? And like, it's, what just, and it's what just not like it's a here?
2: scene. I think it's like almost like a, I would say the first chapter. Yeah, it's a new you're well, like, yes, yes it's an entire chapter, gone. and there's
0: a whole build up, and then all of a sudden it, what? something
2: happens, and you're just like.
0: What the wait? What heck just happened?
2: Which is like Danielle, applause, girl. We I mean, love amazing. these books so much. Um, I think really she is she is a great example of a a a great great female lead. You, you know,
0: I know when an author has written an amazing character, when I get very frustrated, and I don't mean frustrated like sorry sorry Cassandra Clare, but like. <laughs> <laughs> when when I don't mean frustrated and like I'm frustrated with these characters and where this is going. I just mean yeah. frustrated because you're like, No, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Yes. You're so you're invested. So invested in this character and the story. And she has she does that with me and Laura so many times in this book because I agree. Yes. Laura is she's trained to be a yeah. spy, an assassin, a mastermind of all of those things and totally mm-hmm. she's really good at her job. <laughs> she is and good. there are times where, you know, she has her eye on the prize and she's doing what she's supposed
1: to be doing and you're just like... I know, no. it breaks your heart, but you also, like, have so much respect for her because she grapples with that too, yeah. you know? She really struggles with, like, is this what I want anymore? I thought I went into this and I thought I knew what I wanted and I thought I knew what I was doing and what my mission was mm-hmm. and yes. now as time has gone on, like things have changed, but I still have that duty inside myself to my kingdom and my my family yeah. and, and everything else. But now it, it I don't know, it, she's just- I it's... think Christina said it well in
0: the beginning. She has a very, very, very strong sense of justice and she's very self-sacrificing. Yes, And definitely. part
2: of the frustration, I think, that we feel with her a lot of the book is that Danielle uh, Jensen does such a good job of developing her character. That when she does these frustrating things, you understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. and you
1: understand her reasoning. It's heartbreaking because yes, of that. Yes. Because you get it, but you're yes. also like. It's
2: so frustrating. No! No! But, you,
1: but We're yes. We're so but close. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Totally. It's, I love her her and my sweet angel boy, Aaron. I know. I miss him so much. Like, I guys, I actively miss him like he's a real person. It's weird. You know, I do too. I really do. I, I'm excited to read her next We're never we going to
2: reread those books.
1: We got
0: to do that. We'll, 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 de- do we'll epi- dedicate podcast episodes to it. hundred percent. This was really fun to talk about. I love hearing I, love I hearing know, both really of the books that you guys read and talking yeah. about them. It makes
1: me really excited yeah. to read. Yes. I love that we did this each read a book that the others haven't read and got to like talk about it i think that's i totally so agree yeah
2: um okay yes and then our next episode yes uh so next episode is gonna be really fun Ooh, um, yes so we're gonna be talking about from blood and ash by jennifer oh my
1: gosh so excited. Oh, book my three gosh. comes
0: out book three comes out at the end of april and we April. have book one and book two getting their own episodes yes. coming like first and second week of April. So we're so excited. Yes. Yes.
2: So we're here to refresh you. We're here if you want to read along with us. We are here for yeah. all the From Blood and Ash things. We are so excited about it. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So we will see you back here for that next episode on the first from Blood and Ash. But in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Flights of Fantasy Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we can't wait to see you back here. Yay. Yay. Happy reading. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.